All right. Been a while since we recorded, but so are we ready? We are ready. Yep. It has been a while. We're good. And welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I'm your host, Neil Porter, and joined this week this week by the one true Ben. And there you go, Mike. <laughs> Say the line. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's it's been uh it's been a hot minute since we recorded, if you couldn't tell from the fact that we haven't uploaded an episode since April. Um ironically, I have we have a lot of episodes in the can, but it's still been a hot minute since we've recorded. Um Especially since like four of those episodes are solo me episodes that I will record when I upload them because that's how I actually operate. <laughs> Do what I feel like it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm I'm letting <laughs> letting loose all of our uh, all all of the big secrets. Um. So, um, we're going to talk about Reacher, the Netflix, the Amazon Prime series that came out what last year? Uh, uh, beginning of beginning of 2022. Yeah, oh, early this year. year. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been out for a little bit, um, but uh, I only recently started watching it like two weeks ago as of our recording. Um, so that was what was what made me be like, hey, hey uh, this, this is this is good. We should uh, should do an episode on this. Right. And it was but first, very... of course. But and, and we will get to that. We'll get to some non spoilers. We'll get to there. Um, it should be pointed out that the spoiler section will be rife because it's a mystery. Right. Yeah. So it's, there will be yeah. a lot of things that, that I, that, that there are a lot of things that I have to say in non-spoiler territory, but be warned just, that if anything be, can be spoiled, it's this because it's an investigative mystery thriller thingy. Yeah. There's yeah. about, there, there's about six twists and I only saw five of them coming, which <laughs> is impressive because like I've taken classes in dramatic analysis and usually see the twists coming. So the one at the end, I was very surprised by. Mm. I'll just say that. Um, so. Ooh, careful. But first, yes. But first signal boosts. Um, what do we got gents? Well, um, right now, um, I'm playing stray. Um, which is where you're playing a cat. That is fun. It looks really good. I plan on streaming it on my uh, on my Twitch channel sometime soonish. So right. keep an eye open for that. Um, in case you don't have a PS4. <laughs> and um, so yeah, you, you get to play a cat. You'd be like a cat. And there are parts where you just curl up and lay down and purr. Um, you bat things around. If there's something near an edge, yeah, you're knocking it off. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty fun game. It's in a world without humans. Um, so, so it's like a, uh, like a platformer, a simulation. Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, it's like a, I guess, because you're. It is, uh, it is a 3D ad, ad, adventure slight action game, as best mm-hmm. I can describe it. Yeah, because you're playing a cat, so you're not like killing a lot of things. Although you do get, do get a robot companion that helps you with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, Would be fair. Cats kill a lot of small rodents and stuff. It's more yes. platforming and more platforming and simulation and and mm-hmm. adventure game in in almost the point and click style. Except it's not a point and click game. It's a it's a it's a, it's a move. you're a cat move around. You have right. you have you have your feline objective. Right. It's kind of like a rogue light, I guess, in that you're sneaking around a lot. No, not that. I'm sorry, I, I've got I've to interrupt there. Rogue mm-hmm. and roguelike and roguelite games all um, have very similar proportions, which is, uh, which, is start, which is permadeath and starting over from scratch after each mm-hmm. run. This okay, is so in I got no that way wrong. Rogue, this is in no way so, roguelike. It doesn't okay. have to be correlated game. to stealth. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a different thing. It, it, it's yeah. very, there, there is definitely stealth elements. Okay, got it wrong. I got it wrong. Okay. Sorry, um, not, not meaning to hammer on Yeah. Um, so, like, but uh, basically FDL it's, or slay the spy or something like that as a rogue. Yeah. Yeah. So this is more like, yeah, you're just wandering around being a cat is what it is. So, uh, but you have a mystery, you've got it, you've got an escape, you've got to escape, you know, to the, to the surface. Um, they in the meantime, yeah. Um, <laughs> you do claw things, you do, uh, jump on things. Um, but also you jump 
you know, and there's, like I said, there's just a lot of fun stuff. Um, it's very interactive, not quite as, you know, it's not like everything is destroyable, but it is very, yeah, very, very fascinating because you're seeing the world from a completely different perspective, um, you know, being that small. And um, the other thing, uh, my other one is, um, is my own book, uh, Rain of Angels is out, and I'm digging that. Um, self-promotion yeah same with self-promotion there i have no shame um so yeah like a like a kingdom's reign right Mm -hmm. correct just to be correct yes it is the reign of angels um it has its own twist you'll have to find that when you get to the end so far no one's complained about it (laughs) i mean this is this one has gotten the highest total review um on it it is like 4.8 out of 5 I think, uh, yeah, four point eight out of five, um, and no rating below three stars. So yeah, sweet, well done. So yeah, and uh, still in the top one hundred in two of its categories. So I'm pleased with that. Excellent. So yeah, um, so far it's been a good run. Well, um, just one for me, and I'll carry on my proud tradition of uh, boosting things that need no boosting because they're <laughs> massively known about, but. It's more of a, hey, this is what I'm into lately kind of thing, you know. Um, I've been watching The Boys on Amazon Prime, and uh, a little late to the party on that, but I knew I'd get around to it eventually because, you know, it looked interesting. And it's the whole, you know, like, uh, subversion of, like, superheroes and comics and whatnot. Uh, Basically, the elevator pitch is, like, what um, what if superheroes were all just, like, these artificial corporate creations and they weren't really heroic per se and uh, a group of relatively regular people decided to band together to try to uh, get them back in check and it has some of the most ridiculous like (laughs) some of the most ridiculous satirical stuff you can imagine with like all the product placement like uh, commercials and like movies Mm -hmm. and stuff you know how because you know how it is with like all the big budget superhero movies and merchandise and all that stuff so it's like it's a very easy thing to um do like satire and parodies on you know it's basically writes itself yeah but it's it's really well written and uh really interesting and like the characters and um uh, carl urban is awesome is one of the main roles billy butcher um, yeah. that guy is just so great he's He's like a Swiss army knife of acting. I, I love him in so many different things. He's really, he, he's very versatile. He's great in dread. And I respect the hell of him for never taking the fucking helmet off, you know? Right. This guy's got intended. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was funny in, uh, in Thor Ragnarok as that ridiculous guard. And uh, uh, there's that, story, almost, yeah. that almost human show that was very short lived was really good. And he did great in that. And oh, yeah. he, he was great as Bones, too. He was one of the few yeah. uh, decent parts of the shitty Doom movie as well. Um, right. He's just <laughs> he's just one of those dudes who's just like solid, like over the long term, like decades yes, of awesome work. He just, you know, he just shows up and gets it done. So him and Jolly Bravo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to get into too many specifics. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. And... I feel like there might be an episode of that, about that in the future. But yeah, yeah that so one is I a... will say this. It's very addictive. It's one of those shows where you're like, well, I'll just watch one more. I'll just watch one more. You want to see what happens. Then before you know it, you're like, holy crap, I've watched almost an entire season. So season. Now, granted, there are only like eight episode seasons, but, you know, long yeah. episodes, good stuff. Uh, I will say this um, ridiculous over the top, like violence and gore. So, you know. Just so yeah. you're aware, if people are squeamish, it's probably not a good show for you yeah. to watch. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> that is. So the best way I would describe it is, for those who are familiar with um, with Invincible, imagine that only it's live action, not animated. <laughs> I mean, we did an a lot of, on that too. So. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So um, I got. Uh, I only have one thing to to plug um, at this time. Other than my Twitch stream, which is uh, twitch.tv slash ring it on blue, um, wherein I'll be streaming various things. I, I, given how behind I am in, in the publishing schedule right now, um, I have no idea what I will be streaming by the time this episode goes live. <laughs> For that matter, what Ben just said about his book may no, may no longer be true. Oh, I hope it still is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I got real far behind. Sorry, everybody. Mental health is a bitch. 
I refer you to my to our episode about mental health. Um, <laughs> I just haven't had energy to do stuff, but we're getting back on that horse, as the saying goes. Um, but my but the thing I want to recommend, which will kind of roll right into some thoughts I have about uh, about Reacher, is I would like to recommend. It is on Netflix at at time of recording. The Hunt for Red October. Solid classic. Classic Jack Ryan movie, which the reason I'm thinking about it is because Jack Reacher is Jack Ryan, except not on the government payroll and more big and actiony. But <laughs> but like, I mean, there's, it, some sim- there's some similarities. Yeah, there's some similarities. It's still it, it's still a large amount of intrigue. And I was describing the Reacher movies to Mike before we started recording. And I'm like, yeah, they're like a B tier Jack Ryan movie. <laughs> <clears throat> Which leads into the spoiler of the week, which is Jack Reacher is not Tom Cruise sized. <clears throat> what? Um, yeah, if you've seen the Jack Reacher uh, movies, they are fine. I don't believe either of them um, was an adaptation of the book that uh, that was adapted into this season. Um, so that's not something you need to like worry about for spoilers. Um, but one thing that my uncle, who's a big fan of the books, bitched about when both movies came out was how, um, like, the universal thing that happens, like, the first time Jack Reacher walks into frame in the book, in any of the books, is a description of how gigantic he is. He's, like, he's just a mountain of a man. He's, like, he's described as, like, seven feet t- tall and, like, four feet wide and, you know various other things about he's just huge massiveness so who do they cast to play him in the movies <laughs> shorty make short short tom cruise who has to stand on boxes while actresses stand in trenches sometimes <laughs> this is true yeah and now the church of scientology will sue us. Um, hashtag now the sponsor <laughs> no um but uh yeah it's just like I, I have hella respect for Tom Cruise as an actor, but oh, yeah. he, he's not a big man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, one of the things that's most impressive about him is how much he does, given he is not big nature. Yeah. And he's had some, yeah. uh, you know, he's had some intimidating roles over the years, like can collateral or interview with the vampire, you know? Oh, yeah. He's just as larger than life badass, but he's a tiny little man. Yeah. Well, he's not tiny. He's just like, he's like 5'4". Right. How tall is Tom Cruise? Let's ask the internet. Well, I guess in the in the cinematic context, he's considered tiny. Yeah. He's just merely small. No, no, no. He's, 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 he's just not even... Short. He's 5'7". Like, yeah. he's not even all that short for... Yeah, he's short for a guy in Hollywood, he's an, but... He's an inch shorter than I am. Maybe two inches, you know. Yeah. I guess he's not that short. He's just short in Hollywood terms. Yeah, I, yeah. Hollywood likes to t- cast tall people, so yeah, it's kind of like you know, short by like NBA standards. It's like you have a yeah. you have a different scale of what short yeah. means, you know. <laughs> like I'm six feet tall, which uh, which makes me tall for most pe- for most things, but not for the NBA. Yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, is two a lot? Well, it depends. You know, donuts? No. Murders? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so this is the other thing i just learned about tom cruise yeah tom cruise mapother the fourth is his name well that's what what was the what was the name before the fourth mapother m-a-p-o-t-h-e-r tom cruise mapother the fourth doesn't exactly roll off the tongue like cruise no i'm pretty sure that's why he doesn't use it (laughs) right Hi, also, I'm Tom Mapother. <laughs> also, can you believe he's 60? It's pretty crazy. And I'm pretty sure he's making another Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made Top Gun Maverick when he was 60 and did a lot of the flying himself. Yeah, that was a, I really enjoyed that movie. You definitely. I, I did get a chance to see it, but yeah, he actually flew jet aircraft because I think he might think he's invincible. I'm not sure, <laughs> but so Tom Cruise digression. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jack yeah. Reacher, like the first thing that um, 
that that really that really stands out is like he is a big man right and given that he's the first person that you see in focus in the entire show his entrance is actually really good which is stepping off of a bus right um, yeah and alan richson is one big mofo oh yeah and that is six two on his mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. and i mean uh he was and he he goes he goes back to uh the cw uh smallville yep uh, he was playing Arthur Curry, Aqua Dude. Yep. Um, who's also in one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? What the fuck? <laughs> He's also in a couple, in at least one American, uh, like not American Pie, but uh, <laughs> National Lampoon movie that I can think of. Um, yeah, he was Raphael in the in the 2014 and 2016 Teenage Mutant Ninjas. Oh, fun, interesting. Yeah, I mean, so so um, he like. So I would like to I would like to take a moment to gush for a little bit um, mm-hmm. because he it, like Jack Reacher is like the mannerisms that they get for him is just fantastic. He is always kind of wickedly intelligent. He's very, very tall, very big. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I actually really appreciated more than just about anything else about him, and this may sound weird was the way he walked because he anytime he anytime he was like you just got a scene of him walking like down Mm -hmm. a road or around towns or around town or whatever Mm -hmm. you got the distinct impression or at least i did that he could probably just keep walking like at that pace Get the he he definitely had like the persistence hunter terrifying gate right. of yeah you could run but I'm gonna catch up to you eventually right um yeah I think uh, <clears throat> yeah I think there's a lot of small you know or well I say small but I don't know a lot of nonverbal stuff that communicates character well in the show and not yeah. just him but you know he's a good example of that cause the the way he carries himself like long before he you know um has to like throw down with somebody or multiple people or whatever mm-hmm. it's just like you know just the way he'll walk or like a look he'll give or whatever it's just like it's one of those things where it's like yeah you know that you know that he knows what he's about yeah and uh, it's never in like it's it's never in a cocky way and that's the mm-hmm. thing is like not only does he have a lot of intelligence but he um mm-hmm. he has a lot of prudence where he, you know in, in most mm-hmm. cases and there's a few glaring exceptions of course but um for the yeah, most I've part got like, some, i've got a few gripes about some of his actions but... for, for the most part uh like he he's not like um despite his like size and abilities he's not just some like meathead who's flying off the handle all the time like you know and that's the thing about the show is that like uh you know if you don't um if you don't really know like the premise like you know how it how the mm-hmm. jack ranger stories usually are or whatever um mm-hmm. you would think in right. glance it's just like an action show or something but no actually it's like it's a slow it's a very mystery. cerebral game yeah it's right. very, yeah there's a lot of psychological stuff and deep character studies and like mm-hmm. subtext and like there's a lot of complicated shit going on all at once with a lot of different characters and like plot points and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. yeah there's bursts of you know there's definitely some you know badass bursts of action here and there but it's like it's always like within a context of furthering the plot or like yeah. character development right. or something. like they rarely you don't really have much in the way of oh we're just gonna like have some violence for the sake of violence it's like there's always something about even the stuff that's like more minor like it'll at least like kind of um like demonstrate something about the character like yeah. at one point there's um there's a point where reacher is uh threatened by these young idiots who clearly as we know are you know don't pose no real threat to him because we've seen him in action and the way he handles it like says a lot about like you know who he is and stuff it also the way they react to him also says a lot about how dumb they are yeah exactly right i i I, i'm sorry but like if i'm trying to posture all cocky and and like if i'm trying to posture all cocky and someone looks entirely uninterested, mm-hmm. like not 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 posturing back. He's it 
like like he doesn't even care what what's going on that is so many red flags in my head yeah exactly it's like, it's like yeah. this guy is so completely unimpressed right. um i should maybe take him a little more serious and even if they're not necessarily somebody with like a reacher's right. aptitude like they could be just so batshit crazy that you still don't want to you know yeah. right. <laughs> heavily armed or whatever it is or all the above right so one of the things that, that I that I've enjoyed about this too is he is very cerebral for as big as he is, you know, he could fit you know, handle a lot of things with his fists. But in like the first scene when he shows up, and I don't think this is much of a spoiler, he basically you know uh in, at the diner. Yeah. Um yeah, first scene show. Yeah, he just basically, you know, intimidates this guy into <laughs> into chilling out and not, you know, verbally abusing his wife. Or girlfriend, it's hard to say which. Yeah, or whoever, yeah, whoever. Um, and all he does is look at him mm-hmm. intensely. And, you know, it just doesn't yeah, it say does, a word, just stares him down. But it's, there's that moment when he turns. He just, you know, he's walking, he stops, he turns, and his whole body just kind of turns into it. Mm-hmm. It's just really good subtlety. But then when the, when the, um, the cops show up. Also not really a spoiler. Yeah, when you know when when he sees when we're not telling him why, but he's looking around. <coughs> pardon me. Sees the police showing up. Sees the kids in the room. You know, and the first thing he does doesn't even take a bite of his pie. Puts his hands on the table throughout that entire scene with the cops getting you know in his face, getting very very intense with him. To be fair, mm-hmm. before he does that, he takes a couple bills out of uh, out of his pocket. And mm-hmm. pays for his meal. Then he empties his pockets and puts his hand down, his hands down on the on the table. So, right. So yeah, right. this kid, yeah, this guy knows what's about to happen. Has already played through very, uh, you know, several uh, possible scenarios, and is uh, well, so dang I, it, I'm getting a rip. Hey, he's he's seen Rambo First Blood. He knows what's up. <laughs> right. But he knows how to make how to keep it peaceful mm-hmm. and you can tell that the first thing that he is doing is looking out for the people around him yeah and then yeah then it gets into the other more cerebral scenes the things that he tells people that they don't they don't think he should know yeah. you know but that's for later on he, he sherlocks them a bit too a lot <laughs> yeah um like this is because it's a because it's a tv show mm-hmm. you don't have a bunch of like a-list people so like the casting i want to i want to say they did very well with the casting but you wouldn't recognize like any of the names or really any of the actors with the exception i recognized the guy who played the mayor Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to figure out who the hell he was oh god it's been a minute since i watched it uh the, the mayor was the guy with the cane yeah um and he was um he was in Babylon Five mm-hmm. as um, the as the guy who took over uh, the ship when the captain got double booked for Deep Space Nine, um, and they had to kill his character off. And I oh god, like, was he also was he also in the last episode of Quantum Leap? Um, I don't know. I never really watched much much Quantum Leap, so I do believe yes, but it's one of those things where sure, uh, Bruce McGill, Bruce yes, McGill, Bruce McGill. Uh, like that dude is yeah he had a face and i was like i know yeah, he's got one of those faces that like, face. I've seen you and who stuff. is he i've seen you and stuff i know you mm-hmm. and the answer was um he played major ed ryan in like three episodes of Babylon five and that was what i recognized him from <laughs> he was in my cousin Vinny. He was no, in, he's been in a lot of things, but everything that man has been in almost as many things as Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're right. He was in the finale of, uh, of quantum leap. Quantum leap. Right. He was the bartender. Nah, I'm just uh, a Southern lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I gotta say though, he needs, I feel like he needs some better pictures taken, uh, for his, uh, for his junket. Like every picture, every, every press photo I've seen of him, mm-hmm. like, is just very unflattering. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, no, he it it was driving me crazy. It was like, I where in the planet of hell do I know him from? Right. 
So, and the answer was Babylon Five. And I'm sorry, not multiple episodes. Looks like one. Yeah, he was in the he was in the pilot and the finale of of uh, of Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Um. Yeah, I think he's the, the he's uh, the only face I even remotely recognized. Um, yeah, I think most of the supporting cast did a pretty pretty good job. Yeah, and no, I, I I feel like everyone did a did a pretty darn good job um, of you know being all of the you know being all the people. Um, well, uh, I, yeah, <clears throat> I think that I that's one of the things I like about the show is that they have some like uh, pretty well developed core cast. You know, complicated characters you know that feel like actual mm-hmm. human beings and not mm-hmm. yeah not so one-dimensional and uh yeah i mean reacher himself like on paper he could be one-dimensional it's like oh this giant dude a total badass and always like you know solves the case or does the thing but like actually like you know he's actually you know he's got baggage and you know yeah. complicated dude in his own right right and there is a lot to be said um for um there is a lot to be said for um, Lee Child, the writer who wrote enough multitudes into the character um, mm-hmm. that um, you know directors, actors, and and screenwriters could you know get those out because yeah. you know a good actor can only do so much with a flat character, right? And that's right. the other th- the other side of that is when you have so much potential material to draw on it, you know, it takes. Um, it takes judgment to like you know decide okay what are we going to include and what are we going to emphasize yeah. you know and like what what makes a good transition to screen as i understand it from my uh from my uncle it was pretty much just a mostly one to one um adaptation of killing floor which is the first jack reacher movie or novel novel yeah right. um, <laughs> so i do have to say though with the direct, like i said the, the casting was amazing on this, um, the guy who played Oscar Finley, the uh, the de- the detective, yeah, he was chief good. detective, Malcolm he was good, amazing. Uh, my only, I only have one complaint about him was that he did not have much of a Bostonian accent. <clears throat> like, didn't take even, away from the performance, but I, I can see where it could have. Yeah, like I, it didn't take, but but it's one of those things where like mm-hmm. everyone's like he's from Boston, and I'm like, and, and you know they call him. Boston and you know right and and mm. I- I'm sorry with your eyes closed you couldn't tell tell he was from anywhere near right Massachusetts well I mean <laughs> calling him Boston is really just about him being from far away being a carpetbagger and all that it could have been any well, city I yes yeah. I know but like I- I'm, j- I'm just saying there wasn't anything other than the fact that it kept being mentioned that mm-hmm. informed his Bostonian mm. right it's a nitpick I will admit this yeah, but it's like says something he... to the quality of the writing and the acting that mm-hmm. I really need to kind of reach for nitpicks. Right, right. So there is a, a second season, by the way, has been uh, has been ordered based off good. of a different off of, off of another book. Cool. Apparently, the eleventh one, which <laughs> I am not going to follow. Books there are in the Jack Reacher uh, ser- book series. Um, give me a second here. Twenty seven. Ah, but no. 27 of them. Yeah. I mean, well, they, it's ad- been going since admittedly, the 90s, so. Admittedly, <clears throat> one of them doesn't get published until the uh, until the uh, 25th of October. So 26. Yeah, there are 26 out now, and a 27th that has a release date. <clears throat> and having, having written 10, 11, 12 myself, sometimes you lose count. That's yeah. a thing. That man did a... That man has done a lot of work. He has been... I'm sorry, I'm looking at these release dates. Um, Mm -hmm. He has released one book a year since 1997. There you go. He is churning these out at a rate of one a year. Which which can be done. Impressive. Especially if he's traditionally published. Yeah, I mean, he he probably gets advances as an agent. Well, there's a two-year pipeline on those. Yeah. And deadlines, so yeah. Yeah, and deadline. Like I, I, I'm not. It's still damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Also, a number of short stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I wish I could be that prolific and damn impressed with the man. I and think he's in. Mm-hmm. Lee Child is not his name; it's a pen name, and the guy's actual name is James Grant, and he is English, British, right? Huh. So, 
<clears throat> so what else do we got? Oh, there is. I knew there was one other uh, face in there that you could have um, recognized, and that is Lana Lang from Smallville. Okay. I never really watched that show, so it's all kind of lost on me. She's the uh, she's the wife that uh, of the banker that he ends up uh, befriending okay. early on. By the way, that was one of the twists that I called. Hmm. We'll have to get the one, into the one about him. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm being cheekily uh, spoilerific. Uh, do we have any other non-spoiler stuff we want to cover? Um, oh, um, big fan of the of the of the uh, soundtrack too. But then I'm a big fan of the Delta Blues. So yeah, no that that that's another piece of of you know the way he portrays it is genuine that he was into it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh music kind of a character of its own it really mm-hmm. kind of helps you know like yeah mm-hmm. i feel like the stuff they picked out seemed fitting for the scene yeah, yeah. Scenes and you know it kind of and uh good vibe i gotta say also um finley really liking uh was it kansas yeah <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> so okay so i got i gotta throw out my one of my favorite minor characters and that was the uh the medical examiner yeah, he was fun. Yeah. That man is playing centipede. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. But yeah, that's um but also uh the um the PI that his uh, that was his friend. Neely. Uh, Neely, yeah, she was badass and I loved it. You do not fuck with the special investigators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked their I liked their dynamic. That was fun. So apparently, like Neely is a reoccurring character in the books because right. she's one of Jack's only like consistent friends. Yeah, yeah, confidant. Because she used to be, he used to be her boss back mm-hmm. when they were both in the army. <laughs> Which reminded me of one of those uh, exchanges he had, um, where he's like, "Oh, you're tight with so and so when you're in the army." He's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the army anymore." <laughs> <laughs> As so go, okay. I also like how she him. was very well entirely differently from Reacher. She was equally as badass as Reacher, just mm-hmm. in a different way. Right. On the way they kind of like know each other so well, where it's like, oh, I'm expecting, you know, I'm expecting her to pick this location because of A, B, C, D, E, and F. And then she's like, okay, well, he's obviously going to deduce this way. So I'm just going to pick this obvious spot so then i basically draw him to me <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to where he thinks i'm going to be yep mm-hmm. because i mean he's wrong i'm staying at the four seasons this time but uh <laughs> <laughs> but one of the little one of the little, one of the little quirk that i loved about jack reacher before we get the spoiler territory is there would be times when people would demand something of him that in the situation you would think oh he's got no choice but to agree and just says no, no. And you know, after the first time, I was going, "Oh, he said no again. Oh, someone's going to get their ass kicked." <laughs> <laughs> On some level, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, he is. He is eminently pragmatic, which was mm-hmm. which was. Yeah. I, I I really enjoy pa- pragmatic pragma- um protagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have a few things to complain about from before him when we move into spoiler territory. Which I feel like mm-hmm. we should do now, unless we have something else. To- I'm good mm-hmm. to move on over to Spoilerville. Yeah, okay. we will pause here for a moment. Have something to find in the waveform.
Okay, that should probably be enough. That sounds like enough. <laughs> so, so, to reiterate before we go any further, mm-hmm. while I would not, like, I could see myself actually rewatching this. Mm-hmm. A lot I'm... of the, a lot of the <clears throat> pleasure that you get from it will be lost on second view on on second viewing or having it spoiled for you, like we are about to do. Right now, this is it is full of twists and turns. You have been warned seven ways to Sunday. Well, that's only five and a half. So there will here there be spoilers. Are so that's six. Mike, we'll do number seven. <laughs> Watch the show first, dumbass. <laughs> or at the very least, don't come bitching to us. Right. Like, you want to be spoiled, that's fine. I understand people wanting to be spoiled for things, just... Don't complain about you it You can't us. say we did not warn you. You have been warned. Here is, my, here is my main complaint about Jack Reacher. Okay. He kept killing people that he could have simply wounded and tried to extract information out of instead. This was frustrating to me. Yeah. Like the two the, the two Venezuelans that he shot in the back. Mm, okay, I will argue with that. I he could have definitely... shot one of them in the knee. Mm. So these guys were contract killers. Yeah, I don't think he could have really taken the risk on that particular one. Now I will I will grant you this like it feels like uh you know, if he was down to like like, you know, one person it mm-hmm. wasn't like a split second situation like that, then yeah, maybe. But yeah, I don't Besides, <clears throat> yeah, for like those like, guys, there were a number of times where he clearly had won the fight, mm-hmm. but he decided to finish murdering the person. And I definitely get, you know, you can't take him to the police because all the police are dirty. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's reach. I, Reacher seems like the per- sort of person who wouldn't be too ups- uh, who wouldn't be too upset about waterboarding people. So there is a there is a caveat to that. Any of the people that he killed, could he have let them go? No, he couldn't have let them. So he would have had to have killed them in cold blood if they were not a danger to him. Correct? Yeah, I would argue that he did a fair bit of killing in cold blood too. Well, like the the Venezuelans, those you know those guys were there to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he just killed the fuckers first. <laughs> you know, killed them first. <laughs> killed them back. Preemptive um, self-defense. Yes. Well, they had already. Didn't they already shoot at his car? I can't remember. Yeah, they but, were already. They had guns drawn. Like, they, yeah. I, 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 I see the point, but like, I don't well, know. See, it speaks to me of Reacher's character in that he will kill somebody who's trying to kill him or who seems intent on killing him, but. Not someone who is defenseless and in cold blood. If I'm remembering, if I'm remembering right. Granted, yes, pragmat, prag, you know, in terms of pure pragmatism, not always the smartest move. From a tactical standpoint, and from an investigative, and from an investigative standpoint, it did not make any sense for him to do the things he sometimes. But given the person he was, yeah. I uh, just see that's the line he would not cross. I suppose. I, I, I can see, I, I can concede that point. Mm-hmm. It still irked me and yeah. at the time. Cause it's, cause it's like, I don't know, like you, you could, you could try to question some people. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't have to brutally kill all of them. Right. Or, you know, strangle that guy with his necktie. He was already unconscious and that yet you just kind of kept hanging there for a while. Also, Props to to whatever sewing person put that necktie together, because <laughs> it held all like two hundred and eighty pounds of Jack Reacher's weight around one other guy's neck. Uh, well, in that case, I don't think there's really any like distinction. I mean, it's like he, the dude's dead at that point. Like, it doesn't matter how long he hung around. Like, he was just right. dead already. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wasn't, like, I, I, I'm know. saying like the guy was rendered unconscious before he was rendered dead. Mm-hmm. I thought, so, I mean, if memory serves, like, that was all part of the struggle at the end, and then he jumped off. He wasn't, like, clearly unconscious first. Yeah. Well, at any rate, I, I get, I get the, the complaint from a pragmatic point of view. Yeah. But in light of the character Jack Reacher, it, you know, it had its, it had its rationale. It was, it was consistent, you know. I'll grant, like I said. Which may make it a flaw, yes. Um, another complaint that I have. And this mm-hmm. is very minor. Um, they uh, wish they hadn't killed um, 
Stevenson. Um, like Stevenson, um, he was Hubble's cousin or brother-in-law or whatever. Um, the cop. Oh, the cop. Yeah. Okay. The cop. The cop who was who is in fact was not dirty, but <clears throat> acted in such a suspicious way because he wasn't sure who to trust. That 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 our protagonists labeled him as suspect enough that they couldn't trust him. Are you talking yeah. about the person that was uh, killed along with his wife? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he wasn't dirty, um, as evidenced by the fact that they tried to extract information out of him. Right. And the fact that you got that scene right before he got tortured to death of being like, man, I don't know what's going on. This is really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can work it out. The main reason, and the reason I'm upset with that is he survived the book but not mm -hmm. the adaptation. Yeah. Well, I think that was one of those times to, um, um, you know, it was one of those... Raising the stakes thing for a yeah, adaptation. Yeah, let's, you know, let's let's show how bad, you know, let's yeah show how evil the, the bad guys yeah. are. I haven't read any of the books, so, yeah, you know. I haven't read any of the books either. I, I have any looked it up. comparison. I looked it up. Although, to be um, fair, it's like... Not like they really need to sell the evilness at that point because they've already like done the torturing where they remove a person's testicles and make them consume them after right. crucifying after them, crucifying to a wall, them like, in front of their family to watch. I I I, I, yeah. I think we've gotten the whole they're fucking evil thing going yeah. at this point. Right? Yep. No, I didn't. I was just kind of idly scrolling through IMDb and apparently uh Lee Child was an uncredited diner patron huh. at the uh, beginning of the show. I'll be down. Cool. So yeah, spoilery stuff. Um, yeah. um <laughs> so I called Hubble still being alive. Mm -hmm. That was that was the that was the, the twist that I was like, you know, he's gonna be he, he will have survived this whole mess. Right. Quite impressively. Um, um yeah, I called I Hubble. Did, yeah. What? Yeah, I called right. Hubble. The thing I definitely did not call was mm. Picard being dirty. Mm. Okay. Um yeah, I didn't. I didn't call that until like almost the last minute. Like, I, I like, technically called it, but I didn't call it very early. It took me a while. Like, you know what? I have a feeling that you know. Well, yeah. the thing is about like those. The hit squad just showed up, and it's like, how did they know we were here? And it's like, well, who else knew? Oh, that's right, Picard. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like it took me a while to get there, but ultimately, I'm like, mm, eh, there I, I, been going on here. I only got there like two or three minutes before <laughs> the reveal. Right. Yeah. While he, yeah, so while that was me. he was on the yeah. phone with me, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. it's Picard. <laughs> so the one I, the one that surprised me the most was the brother being the first victim. You mean Joe? Yeah, it was Joe being the first victim? Complete uh, surprise to me. Did not see that shit coming. Um, the other one that I did see coming was mm -hmm. KJ actually being the brains of the operation, and his dad being the uh, figurehead. Yeah. Yeah, um, I kind of saw that one a little bit. It was it was a little murky for me at first, but then after a little bit I was going especially after dad died. <laughs> yeah. Talk about oh, another good spoiler of the week would have been should have been it's a whole lot of animal feed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I loved how Neely was right there with him. Yeah, that's a whole lot of animal feed. A whole lot of animal feed. <laughs> An awful lot of animal feed though. <laughs> right? <laughs> they what, both I, eat in that there's something wrong there, but they just right. didn't have enough. Con like, <laughs> right? And for everybody else, that was just normal. You know, mm -hmm. you had to be outside of that. You know, outside of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things where, where man, I've solved everything except mm -hmm. I can't show my work. Right, and that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. But yeah, I loved how Reacher would basically Sherlock people, you know, tell you know, just from observations about what's going on around them and things like that. Recently divorced, and you, and you just quit smoking two to three weeks ago. <laughs> How'd you get all that? <laughs> all right. Nicotine stains haven't faded from your fingers, but he's chewing nicotine gum. <laughs> well, he wasn't chewing gum, he was chewing his fingernails. Ah, uh, okay. And his yeah. leg was shaking, and it was like, yeah, Nick Fitz... Uh, Withdrawal yeah. symptoms typically take two to three weeks to uh, to to subside. Therefore, you quit in the last two to three weeks. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, it was really, yeah, those those parts are really, because it shows, you know, Reacher is not dumb. 
he's not a no. brute. He's he can very, be. But he's incredibly observant. Mm-hmm. And we, we do see that in that first diner scene. You know, we see him yeah. looking, you know, seeing how fast the cops sh- draw up and everything. He's like... Well, the first cop, he's... He, you, I, I, I want to I do I actually want to hit that. First cop, he's like, oh, it's a cop. Second cop, ah, oh, shit, it's another cop. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Oh, no, it's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean... One it, cop running past with sirens blaring could just be, you know, something going on. But a second mm-hmm. one and them converging means that something's happening here and mm-hmm. what's out of place? Yeah, I'm the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that he pays for his not like the other. <laughs> pays for his meal, puts his hand he empties his pockets, puts his hand on the table, is like, I know I'm about to be arrested, so let's go ahead and yeah. make this, you know, make this smooth. It's denied his pie for the entire movie or show. Show or whatever. Right? Yeah. Finally gets it and is Unimpressed. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, is that better? <laughs> no, I appreciate that because every little diner in the world is always like, we have the best blank and blank. Right. And it's like, well, you know, obviously not everybody's telling the truth. Right. In fact, everybody except one specific location would be not telling the truth. Yeah. Well, it, right. it's, still, it's a matter it's, of opinion technically, but you know how it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, Rick says in Rick and Morty, everybody says they have the best, they have the best surgeon in, in the universe. Do you really think anyone's going around rating them? <laughs> well, there's probably a magazine or a, a periodical that is doing exactly that. I haven't really talked about Roscoe yet, and I really liked Roscoe. I liked Roscoe to a certain extent. Like, I really liked her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was as much as she protested, you know, I am not some dainty little flower. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely got turned into a plot device in the last third of the show, which was frustrating to me. I would have liked to see her retain her agency. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't just her that was, uh, detained, right? I mean, we're talking about the, you know, Talking about the uh, the wife and the kids, of yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. accountant dude. Um, they right. Caught, they get they get detained off screen by by Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just the fact that um, she like like I like I said she gets denied agency in the la- in the last two or three episodes, which I would have appreciated she... her continuing to maintain. Didn't she still get away uh, during the during the final fight? No, but she did kill Neely, or not Neely, uh, Kleiner. Yeah. Or whatever, the, the the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, because he killed her friend her, or whatever. Her, I, th- I thought it was, yeah, her, her, uh, her, uh, her guy former, that had the Desert Eagle. Yeah, her former boss, or her, I yeah, her mentor. Her, who, like, yeah, I can't, I could not remember his, that guy's relationship to her, other than it was, it was not, it was not romantic. Also, mm-hmm. I would have liked them to just avoid the cliche, okay, let's end up sleeping. Right. But see, I think... I was uh, really thankful that they managed to do that for their... for the, the They at least managed to hold off until, like, the second hotel scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I've, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it was uh, a little more grounded. And um, I kind of appreciated the fact that, uh, you know, Reacher was, like, you know, like... I don't know, he's maybe somewhat interested or, you know, like over time, but like he wasn't just like, you know, he wasn't like uh, looking at her like that, like initially. Yeah. It was more of a relationship yeah. and like I he agree. Like that, made that it a point good. to like sleep yeah. on the ground and stuff and mm-hmm. was always yeah. like totally cool and like respectful and stuff, you know? Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Ray was like, the former boss. Yeah. Was the <clears> former <throat> boss. Yeah. Well, and here, you know, here's the thing in that same episode where they get taken captive, um, you know, Roscoe does kill the two guys that were sent after them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and um, whenever, whenever they hook up, um, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, it was her idea, not his. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, um, she's like, yeah, you know, that was probably a mistake. So never talk about that. <laughs> right. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, I don't, it wasn't like, uh, I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I guess if you want to just say like, okay, anytime like a main 
lead, male lead and female lead then get yeah, together. Like, that's a cliche, but it's it, like that's just simple math. Like you know. it, it's it's it, it's a cliche that I that I could live without. Yeah. Now it um yeah, uh, just you know, kind of go. Through. But also, I like that he's not completely invulnerable. That last fight, uh, when uh, you know he's at the the house waiting for them, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's when he kills I, Dawson. I think. I think. Yeah. Um, he uh, he gets the crap beat out of him. He gets hurt. It was, it was would, up until the very I, end. I, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. It, like it was. It seemed more grounded uh, until the very end, where it's like he's getting hit in the fucking head with a crowbar, and then he's just fine afterwards. Well, I, yeah, right. I, that, that was actually what I was going to say. Um, I'm sorry, but when he was fighting the guy with the crowbar, he broke both uh, all of the bones in both of his forearms several times in that fight. Yeah, like, like his yeah. the, he, his what, what I can't remember what the bones in the forearm are. I learned the radius in the ulna. Yeah, his radius and ulnas in both of his arms, radii and ulnae, are <laughs> dust. I mean, I know that, like, obviously, because this guy is swinging a crowbar like a baseball bat. Obviously, there's going to be you know suspension of disbelief and Hollywood magic yeah. and all that shit, but it's like. You have to like have you have to meet it halfway. Like he basically mm-hmm. just takes a hot shower and walks it off, and it's like yeah. no, bro. Like he, when when if he's like in when he's taking the shower, like you should there should be like big bruises and cuts and like swelling and all this. Like there should be a lot there should be a lot going on there. But he basically yeah. looks un like untouched yeah. more or less. That was that that was definitely a uh... and like make it like if he's gonna get like you know hit like make make uh make pains to make sure that it's like oh it's just like like it's a glancing blow or something like make it somewhat yeah. realistic like he was getting clocked like full speed by a professional killer with a yeah. crowbar like yeah the dude was smaller than him but he wasn't a small dude he just wasn't as big as Reacher you know yeah yeah and also crowbars are uh very solid <laughs> yes exactly very dense yeah he's going um, all gordon freeman on his ass there it's like no no you I, I i'm sorry but uh if the, if we were doing the how it should have ended um reacher just died in that fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly if we were doing the how it should have ended there are a couple different times that reacher should have just that when, when like like i'm, I'm sorry but all they really needed to do to deal with Reacher was hire a sharpshooter. Guy's not bulletproof. The yeah. problem is he's really big and incredibly proficient at hand-to-hand combat, and you keep sending people at him with knives and pistols. <laughs> right. Well, just, you know, snipers are expensive. Just have, <laughs> you're, you're creating billions of dollars in counterfeit money for the Venezuelan mob. I think you could afford one. Right? I'm sorry. Well, it's got to be more affordable than losing all those people. Yes. So. Like, right? who, does the, who the hell does the cost-benefit analysis and realizes, man, we've lost like 30 guys. Maybe we should stop sending those, the guys with the same skill set at them all I mean, over and over again. I, I get it to an extent where it's like, you know, like that could just be a deus ex machina for anything. It's like, oh, just there's a sharpshooter there. So then you yeah. can't do anything ever in any kind of story. But it, on the other true. hand, in this, like, there's actually an example of him, like, placing the furniture and stuff in case there is a sharpshooter. And yeah. like in the hotel, so it kind of lampshades the fact that yeah. oh, why don't they just have a fucking sharpshooter to more opportunity? Ne- never, never sleep where they expect <laughs> you to. Yeah, right. Right. which I yeah. liked. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that 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 was, and the fact that Neely demonstrates that she's a pretty damn good sharpshooter. <laughs> Shouldn't let me take one of those shots. We'll take take one of those guys. Better odds. I'm sorry, <laughs> but are you proficient at long range silent kills? <laughs> no. Well, I am. <laughs> Then she proceeds to to kill three people because <laughs> one of them decided to come around a corner unexpectedly. <laughs> now Neely was totally freaking badass, and I loved her. Yeah, she was a she was a complete badass, and it was great. Yeah, like you said, she was equally competent, you know, uh, on a level with with him, just in her own way. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the bit where she's like on overwatch and the, the somebody actually closes within range and she just like keeps her cool and has it down to a science and then just keeps on going without <laughs> hitting a beat. Yeah. Right. 
she lowers her long arm, kicks the guy a couple times, and pulls a pistol and shoots him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not her first rodeo. Also, um, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's interesting seeing, um, yeah, did, uh, what is it? Um, someone with, uh, someone with haptophobia that is, be- that is portrayed <clears throat> well. Mm-hmm. And also, um, kicking the, kicking the guy in the crotch for, you know, um, for fondling the stripper. Haptophobia. Uh, is Haptophobia that... is fear of being touched. Ah, uh, okay. That's she Neely, right? Like, yeah. Neely, like when, like, if you'll recall, when goes for the handshake, she, she doesn't like being touched. Okay. Yeah. And that was, and that was it. Like, it's not, um, Oh, is it's, this a book thing? Or yeah, what? this is a book. This I is mean, a book. That's a thing. Bit, like, pretty big inference. It, it being that. mentioned is it, like it, no, this is this is a thing from the book. Um, but the fact that they the fact that they brought it in from the book but didn't make a big deal out of it, I really liked. Like the fact that I had to look it up and t- and say a, and talk about it mm-hmm. is like it, but it was just a a fact a facet of her character that you saw twice. I th- I liked. Yeah. So when was the, the second time then? when she beat the shit out of the guy fondling the stripper. Oh, okay. Because if you'll recall when she said after she she, she did that she said when she says she doesn't want to be touched it means she doesn't want to be touched. <laughs> uh, so that. Anyhow, um yeah, yeah, I've I mean that's pretty much everything I can think of that, you know, like I said love this love the show. It is Oh good, yeah, it was uh, great. I I'm very happy that I got a second that, that I got uh, that a second series got ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I will definitely want to watch it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've got. Uh, you know, even, uh, final thoughts. It was, you know, it was for a thriller. It was, you know, it was very, very uh, cerebral, but also had a lot of good action on it. Yeah, it was. It was just all around a good, good thing. And you know, it. It were it, it it definitely kind of scratches the the itch for me of spy thriller, which I am, which mm-hmm. I like. Keep yeah. in mind, James Bond movies are not spy thrillers, right? Um, they're action movies, right? Um, yeah, neither is mission, neither are Mission Impossible movies. No, so. no, they're like the very <laughs> first one was. The very first one was a decent spy thriller, yeah. But uh, and then all the sequels are a bunch. Of just then it went off the rails when John Woo got to deliver, got to direct the second one. It's like he was <laughs> doing a parody of himself. It's like motorcycle, dual pistol, doves flying around. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like every John Woo trope you could possibly imagine he smushed into one movie. Yeah, um, but, but like, hey, it, it was it, a, a dumb fun mess. Like yeah. it's still an enjoyable movie, mm-hmm. despite yeah. being so silly and over the yeah, top. The, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing those. Just it's not. Oh yeah, it's, just it's a very not thing. like the. It's not, you know, it's it's not Hunt for Red October or Patriot Games or right. Clear and present yeah, danger. Like from potato chips to ice cream doesn't mean you yes. don't like one of them. They're just two very different things. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think uh, I think Reacher had a good a good uh, balance yeah. of uh, the twists and the turns and the tension and the action and stuff and yeah, I, pretty good. Pacing. I also really like how like. He got a desert eagle, which, when you think about it, just makes sense because it's about the right size gun for him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I find that yeah. kind of funny because it's like, uh, it's like you know, normally just you know such a gigantic, but like in Reacher's hand, it's like okay, well, yeah, it, like in any uh, in anyone else's <laughs> possession, like any regular gun in his hands, kind of looks. Wimpy. Toy, kind of looks toy sized. Right. Right. Well, the thing about the Desert Eagle is that it is too heavy uh, for for most combat use. You yeah. Know, carried around. I mean, it's just that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But but not for him, which I which was I thought was pretty hilarious. Right. Nice little touch. Oh, you know, another thing I enjoyed was. Uh... That scene with him on the phone with uh, with Finley, like walking him through how to escape the hit at the motel, like that was a fun mm-hmm. little dynamic they had going on. Like, you ever seen the Kool Aid uh, Kool Aid commercial? Yeah, it reminded me of like Morpheus telling Neo how to escape the office at the beginning of the Matrix. You know, right? But only yeah. Like, Holy yeah. shit! What I do? Help me out here. Talk to me. <laughs> right. Uh. Well, like, tell me you're not stupid enough to just parked out right out front. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. 
it was totally out front. fucking was. <laughs> yeah, looks out front. There's his car. <laughs> no, of course not. What do you take me for? Uh, an idiot. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that bit uh, near the end of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where Sean Connery uh, accidentally shoots the back of the plane, and he's like, "They got us, son. We, like, we took fire." <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, son. They got us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, it, the other thing was, is that they, you know, they did actually get a lot of the military stuff, right. You know? Yeah. I feel like, um, I, f- I feel like the, the like chemistry between him and Finley seemed like relatively realistic, you know, or like mm-hmm. they, they kind of like, they got on each other's nerves, like, consistently throughout the entire show <laughs> and like they right. kind of had an understanding at the end but they're still very different people and it wasn't just like oh we're just you know everything is all smooth sailing like magically yeah. you know like it, right. it felt like it was earned you know mm-hmm. busting each other's chops constantly yeah yeah i don't and have i don't have much else to say um, I, I think like um the um the I, I should say the non-reacher characters because the man just has like an insane amount of training and experience um with all these situations but like it, it felt like it was relatively realistic for like um like mm-hmm. characters like roscoe and finley where it's like you know like in their own like in their own context or like area of expertise or whatever they're like capable and stuff and they can think on the fly but they don't just like magically have all this like um special forces level and, training. Like, training and stuff that they wouldn't have right so it's like right. Ros- like roscoe yeah. is like very like um like like resourceful and like smart and stuff but at the same time like she's still just a cop she doesn't have some like crazy spec ops background like yeah. you know reading yeah. or something so it's like you know like she sees things through the prism of like what she's known and what she's handled you know especially in a yeah. small right. town you know it's not like she's you know not like she's in a uh the cop in like I don't know New York or Baltimore or something. She's like right. you know, in bumfuck nowhere, Margaret. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you know, it just felt a little more believable. It wasn't just like, oh, this person is you know, like this person is a cop or a detective or whatever. So they magically are just like amazing at everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between <clears throat> like say a traffic cop. And a cop who is an undercover, you know, like, mm. you know, like people have different, like, you know, levels uh, of expertise, spheres of influence and expertise, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good at different things. Yeah, let yep. them be. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad that they got another, uh, another series ordered and should be mm-hmm. interesting. For someone who doesn't have time to read 26 books, <laughs> nice to, you know, <laughs> delve back. Yeah, no, we're. It. Next time we're going to talk about. Wait, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> it does make me curious about the books, though. You know, I wouldn't rule out reading a book or two, but you know, that's a yeah. that's a big rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, yeah, especially when you got tw- you know twenty six more after that, and you're going, ah, I must, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, part of me is like curious about like comparing the book versus the series that is based on said book but then another part of me is like but i already basically know what happens so why read that book read a different book mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah this is not this is not a book report <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah uh, i think that's pretty much all i got um tldr yeah. good show looking forward to uh eventual second series yeah definitely all right well um hopefully we're back um <laughs> we'll come to you next time with something else I hear Sandman's really good. Yeah, uh, it seems pretty darn. That's that's what all the people keep telling me. Maybe that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, <laughs> this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. How do I get rid of Stop recording. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by a letter and a number. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it in your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. 
If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workintheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by a letter and a number. The opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If there was interstitial music in this episode, it'll be listed in the doobly-doo. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it in your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow us, etc., etc. Anything that you can do to help boost the signal and work the algorithm to make us more discoverable is appreciated. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workintheory. A final thought. This outro is recorded in advance, and you may never hear it. It kind of depends on whether Neil has time to record a regular outro for an episode or if something gets in the way.